Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Well, hey everyone, welcome to episode two of season two of the B4 Church podcast. My name is Alex and I am hosting a series of conversations in the month of January with Ashley Rich and Kimberly Pasley. And we are talking about our approach to 2021. Yeah, because let's just be real. 2020, not been so great. (laughs) I think a lot of us had really high expectations of what 2021 was going to be. And now that we're here, it's kind of balancing those expectations with reality. Yeah. How do we do that well? And Kimberly, we're excited again to have you joining us for these conversations. And if you're tuning in and listening, we know you've got a chance to get to know me. You've got a chance to get to know Ashley and Pastor Brad a little bit better. In this coming year, we're bringing in guests that are going to be able to share from their perspective about things that are going on, things that we're talking about. So we're excited to be introducing new people to this podcast and for you to get a chance to get to know them a little bit and for them to get to share what they have learned about following Jesus in real life. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Can we start with a super obvious question, which oh, yeah. is, um, what do you do? What do I do? I uh, I work at Beaverton and Foursquare Church. I'm the director of experience. And what does that mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's. Where do I start? It means that on Sunday morning, um, your experience is my experience. Mm-hmm. My hope and goal is that when you step on this campus, that you feel welcomed, that you are invited, that you know you are loved and seen. And we want you just to participate in all the things that we do here at the church, whether it's um, helping set up for Christmas, tear down for Christmas, yeah. maybe not tear down for Christmas. But we never tear Christmas yeah, down, Yeah, we right? don't tear it down, no. And we just but, put it away for next year. Yeah. <laughs> Creating experiences for other people. But here's my question for you. How do you do that in a year like this? Um, very far away, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it's been um, unique. It's been a unique experience for for yeah. many people right yeah. so you're you're trying your best just to um, do what you can to make people feel welcome that's so good no. I was um, thinking about something you did and you created this summer by bringing coffee carts in here oh, yeah. every mm-hmm. single like was it week for a while and and it was like a creative way to bring people together in a time where you're supposed to be six feet apart right, yeah. right. and the weather was great that's yeah. true. So I think that made a huge difference, right? Yeah. And so now we're into the fall and it's raining and it's cold and it's tough. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. Well, and so. it's kind of a good reminder, like not just anyone listening to this podcast, many people will not be working in churches. They're out in the business world doing something and their approach to work is drastically different. And that's no different for you. Right, right. <laughs> Your approach to this whole um, role and creating experiences for other people has had to be drastically different this year too. It has been. But what I will say is that I was hopeful for Christmas and hopeful for candlelight service and all Uh, the things that we love around here. And um, we got to do an element of it. So it wasn't a complete bust. Yeah, absolutely not. No, so good. And you're so good at creating space environment and connecting with other people. So true. It's so true. And I'm so excited for a time when our church can like (laughs) fully get to experience the experience team at B4. Same here. And I was excited to bring you on because I've had the pleasure of getting to work with you for three years. 
and maybe almost four now. And um, just knowing you as a person and knowing a little about a, a little bit about your story and just the empathy that you have for others. And a lot of that comes out of your own life experience mm-hmm. and the way that you have such flexibility and such a heart for people um, because of things that you've had to walk through. And I was hoping maybe <laughs> you would tell us a little bit about some of that so that other people can be as inspired by you as I am. Yeah. You're so kind. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, and yeah, not even paying me to say that. The truth. Yeah. that that's, that's not, and you know, I've, we, we've rolled together for a long time. We have. We have. At one and, time we were a three person yeah, team. Yeah. Well, the three of us were a team. Um, That's right. And, and we've spent really good moments and really hard moments mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I just echo everything that Ashley said. And there's a real depth to who you are. And that's been forged not through easy times, mm-hmm. but right. through hard times, which is again, a reason why mm-hmm. as we look forward into this year, um, not anticipating doom and gloom, but also mm-hmm. knowing after this last year, it's probably not going to be the easiest year of our lives. Right, right. And so as somebody who's learned to walk through trial and has been made a more full and complete human being, cannot wait to hear from you. (laughs) All right. Wow. Pressure. Pressure. (laughs) I know. So um, if you just want to give us a glimpse and as vague or as detailed as you want to be, because there's other people involved, but um, what are some of the ways that you have had to walk in your own life in the tension of um, being hopeful and trusting God and also um, being realistic or maybe preparing for things to not go like you wanted them to? Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's when I think about being in the tension, um, I have to ask myself, what is it that's causing me to, number one, stress out, mm. um, become angry? Um, whatever those emotions are, I have to ask myself that question. And I think what I've realized for myself is that it's control. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have to step back and I have to say, I can't control this as much as I'd like to, as much as I want to. Um, I can't and I shouldn't. But that only comes after I've started the control process, right? <laughs> you know. Um, so, for instance, there was a situation had to do medically. Um, had to do had a, it was a medical situation, yeah. and I sort of shared this with Alex. He knows this story. Um, we were given a diagnosis, and instead of you know. Right. Dealing with that tension, I immediately took control of that situation. <laughs> like we were out. Yeah. Um, and if it meant that we had to move, yeah. we were moving. That's right. Um, hadn't had that conversation with Chad yet. But, <laughs> but, but, but he would have been, been on. My, yeah, but in he my been on. head, I'm like, yeah, we're gone. We, yeah. we, we have to do this. This is what we need to do. Um, but again, it was after, I don't even know if it, were day, if it was days or if it was a week, I had to step back and say, you know what, Lord, what is it that you want? And ultimately, he worked everything out. Right. Um, we right. stayed. We're still here. Right. We, we didn't move. Right. Um, but just letting go. And I think that's kind of, um, I guess for me, that's just what I would say that okay, how but I we, deal with we it. We did talk about something that is like, I think it's an important point because mm-hmm. you, um, in a situation like this, no or a no is not, you're not going to just take that and just like move on. Right. You're going to keep looking for the best possible outcome of a situation. Absolutely, absolutely. And yet there's another tension <laughs> included here while working really hard to make sure we get the best possible outcome. You're also saying at the same time, ultimately control is not in your hands. Yes. 
So it looks like it's knocking band. on the door constantly mm-hmm. and looking for the best path forward. Mm-hmm. And yet, with the outcome, hands open. Hands open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard. It, it is, but I think that it's what God wants us to do. <laughs> and what I. That could be summarized right? with like the whole Bible, right? right? That's yeah. what He wants it's us hard, to do. But that's what God wants the us to do. The question is, how quickly am I going to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes where we can get caught up in the guilt and the shame. Yeah. It's like, how quickly yeah. can I release that? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, funny story. I told you this about IKEA. You told me the Ikea okay. story. This yes. is not meant to be a, a slam on anybody Ikea, but we were talking <laughs> about how like when something like a no gets put in your face, uh-huh. you're like, no, I'm not going to take that at face value. Right. And like Ikea sent me the wrong thing and then I could not get a hold of anybody. Right. So I emailed their CEO. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not only did you email their CEO, who else did you okay, email? Okay, their whole executive team. <laughs> For like a $49 oopsies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I didn't yeah. want to take no as an answer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wanted someone justice, right? I right. wanted the right thing to be sent to me. Right. And, um, you know, and you shared the story with me and it challenged me on one level to continue to be the kind of person that chases after truth mm. and justice and the right thing while at the same time recognizing that my well-being cannot be wrapped up on whether or not I get the right outcome at the end of it. Right, right. Right, and that ultimately Mm -hmm. the control of the future is in the hands of God. Right, absolutely. And the CEO of Ikea fixed it, so there's always that. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Some things end well, but not all. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay, so going back to kind of what you were just saying of what do you do when you're stuck in that tension of before you get the yes from Ikea (laughs) or you get the we don't have to move how do you cope with the uncertainty of, I really want to be hopeful, mm. but I also know that this might not go my way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and how what, is, what does it actually look like or what did it look like or has it looked like in your life to release that control? Because I know that's something that I struggle with mm-hmm. of I too. You and I have worked okay. together. We both <laughs> like to control things and know what's going on and we're very detail-oriented. Right. Um, so for people like us who have that... Yeah. Gifting curse? I don't know. Of course it's a gift. Yes. How how do we do that? <laughs> wow. Good question. I guess for me, I think, you know, I've shared this with you guys before, for those of you who don't know. I have some really good um I just I'll, I'll say community around me. Yeah. Um family, good family um support, um, good friend support, good church support. You know, I right. think mm-hmm. it's having um, people around you that you can reach out to that are going to tell you when you're wrong mm-hmm. with love. Yeah. Um, people that you can trust. Um, and so I think that having that community, especially that faith-based community around to come alongside you for prayer mm-hmm. um, is huge. I mean, right. So what I did today, told you guys I had a headache. I text two girlfriends and I'm like, you need to pray. Right. <laughs> and here it's, you are. Yeah, and here I and here I am. Wow. So I think for me, that's kind of what I what I lean on and depend on. But but truly it's it's really trusting the Lord and really reaching out and 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 surrendering after I've decided that, you know, 
okay, yeah. you can't control this. You you need mm-hmm. to just, you need to turn. You need to, to turn your gaze and you really need to just let the Lord guide you and all that. We probably need to do like a whole separate episode on friendship at some point in the <laughs> podcast. As you were talking, I was thinking about that. But um, for someone who's listening to this mm-hmm. and they don't have that kind of community around them, but they recognize their need for it, mm-hmm. putting you on the spot, what would you tell them? I would probably say, um, if you don't have that kind of community, reach out, mm-hmm. look for that kind of community. I think we do at, at B4, we do a good job of community groups and we've been, we've worked together and right. trying to connect people. Um, not perfect, but we, perfect. we work no, hard. No, we work yeah. hard. No, I, I've seen how you guys have worked at it. And yeah. so I think that making yourself step out of your comfort zone to mm-hmm. be a part of a group, um, it's it's what I tell my kids all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like you need the community of friendship. Yeah. You need to reach out. You need to step out, even if it feels uncomfortable, because I guarantee you the person that's stepping out also feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for, I guess for me, I love music Mm -hmm. and not that I'm a great singer, but I love to sing to the top of my voice (laughs) to my favorite, you know, gospel song. I mean, or whatever that is. And so, um, yeah, I think that, that, that's what I would say. No, that's, that's good. I, my counselor told me this week that if you want connection with anybody else, it takes risk plus vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I think one, uh, speaking of control, one of the reasons why we don't have the relationships that we want is often because we can't control people to have significant relationships in our life. It takes risk and vulnerability, which means it can be dangerous at times. But on the other side of that, in hard seasons, like you described, those friends are invaluable. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember um, we were new to Oregon and we were new to Beaverton and Foursquare. And I I can't even remember how long we had been here, but they had a women's event at mm. Embassy Suites. And I knew nobody. <laughs> but I went. And Rice. I have some yeah. of those same relationships from mm. that table group. Wow. Um, and one of those people actually that was at my table group is here on staff now. Wow. Um, so again, it's like stepping out and just putting yourself out there to be a part of something because I think ultimately we all want to be within, in a relationship and we all want friendship. Yeah. I was just reading a book, Rhythms of Renewal by Rebecca Lyons and one of her principles or one of her rhythms was be the friend you wish you had. And just a reminder Mm -hmm. that I think for me, I often, I don't like initiating Mm. And so, like, thinking about going to a women's event on my own is, like, my worst nightmare because I'd be like, no, I'd have to do so much initiating or hope that someone noticed me, you know. But, like, everybody's having the same community phobias of Mm. hoping that somebody else will reach out to them and just taking the courage to be able to be the person that reaches out and sends a text or asks Mm -hmm. for a coffee date or a Zoom date, I guess, maybe. (laughs) Or whatever we're doing these days. Um, Yeah, it's risky, but that's honestly the only way we ever, like somebody has to take that risk in order for the relationship to start. So why shouldn't it be you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. That's so good. Um, Gosh, I was, I mean, even when you talk about risk and, and this is a tangent, but hey, it's the B4 podcast. Let's go tangent style. We're good at tangents. <laughs> We're good at tangents. Um, I was even thinking about sharing your faith. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like, especially in younger people, it's harder and harder to share our faith and use even language like that because we're almost afraid of it. But again, even that takes risk. And I have found that, talk about connection, the risk of sharing my faith with somebody who I don't know if they're going to receive it well, almost every single time it has been received positively. It's created an important relationship Mm -hmm. or connection in my life. Anyways, that's a tangent. But speaking of uh, (laughs) friends, you are both very important friends to me. And (laughs) um, we have had good moments where we've cried together and lots of moments where we've laughed together and moments where we frustrated each other. That's definitely true. And let me be honest, it's probably me frustrating you. That's also probably true. The other way around. That whole detailed thing. Well, I'm actually trying to think, when has he frustrated me? When has he frustrated you? Oh, I have. I might have. Short list. We'll talk. Come on. I don't think Kimberly's ever frustrated me though. Uh, (laughs) Okay. This is getting awkward. No, but I was thinking about this because, Kim, um, you and I have had many conversations over the last year about all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, politics, justice, right. um, injustice, uh, economics, church. I mean, the run of the gambit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Theology. And, um, you know, in those conversations, one of the things that I've always enjoyed is you have a way of holding on to um, realistic reality without being oh. fatalistic. Right. Mm-hmm, so like uh-huh. you have a way of, of, of remaining grounded in the real world without feeling like the whole world's coming to an end and it's all over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is usually where I go. <laughs> the sky is falling. <laughs> Life is over. What should we do? Which that doesn't just come to somebody magically. Like no. those kind of things are mm-hmm. cultivated in somebody's life. And I would love for you to share a little bit about what is the cultivation of that, mm-hmm. which I would call hope. What does that look mm-hmm. like for you? Um, I, I, Hope, yes. I I am a hopeful person, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I like to look at the glass half full as mm-hmm. opposed to half empty. You and know, we should point out, too, that that is not because you've had an easy, yeah. carefree, happy nope. life. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, and, and I guess what I was going to say to that was I think God prepares you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was preparation early on in my life um, yeah. that, actually has me in this space in this place right now um so i i just when i look back at my life um and the things that i have gone through family like even before you know marriage and kids and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing um i i feel like god prepares you for the journey that he's going to take you on so as you were talking about God preparing you um, beforehand for things that he's going to walk you through, do you have a couple of it, like an example of that? Because I can kind of think of like what that could look yeah. like, but I would love to hear from my actual experience. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I, you know, grew up in a home where my parents divorced when I was 11, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that has its own, its own set of challenges, right? Um going to a Catholic school where everybody had siblings and mm. and their families. That was that was just a different experience. And I think walking through that and, and seeing um, families, right, mm-hmm. and not to negate mine because my family was amazing. Um, it just I looked different. It looked different. And so in my current, right, like, you move through the seasons, you move through the years, you date, you get married. I knew that I wanted my family to look differently. 
Mm-hmm. So when I say preparation, it's like that was just an sure. element of my childhood growing up. Um, my grandmother had breast cancer, and so she was um, she was ill. And so taking care of her and mm-hmm. like yeah. watching her go through what she had to go through, I think prepared me for yeah caretaker kind ca- of exactly exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so now if I if I go to a doctor's appointment, say with a family member, yeah. like I feel like I have that honorary doctor degree right. because <laughs> I have been mom in, doctor yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. So I I approach even that in a in a yeah. different space. So when I talk preparation, it's it's it can be many yeah. things, right? Yeah. It can be many things that you walk through, that you experience, and then you're prepared for. Right. Ashley, you and I were talking earlier in the podcast just about dating and and you know getting married and waiting to to meet somebody. Um, I think even that um, situation is something that is the Lord prepares you, like you. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know where everybody is, but you know you you meet when people you you yeah. date. And then when it comes time to say I do, for those of you who are married or those of us who are married, you you enter even that relationship yeah. with different a different set of eyes and a different set of expectations. Mm-hmm. So I think God just prepares you all along the way. It's just like, are we, are our eyes open enough to know it, to see it, and, mm. and to acknowledge it, I think. Well, and, and you make such a good point in all of that is like when, you know, when your grandma was sick. Mm-hmm. You have no idea that that's preparation for None. future mom duties. Absolutely. Right? None. When your parents go through a divorce, you know, in the midst of it, you don't know that that's shaping the way that you want to approach marriage differently. Absolutely. So that is, that's my point. Right. Yeah. But we serve a redemptive mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. if we're willing to, those experiences that shape us as people can shape us in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what you're saying. And so for a lot of us who've gone through stuff prior to 2020 and the mm-hmm. global pandemic and all right. of that, um, we've now seen that there have been circumstances that have prepared us to endure a really hard year. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, maybe this is a year that is preparing us to endure something else, some other season in our it, life. It absolutely is. I, I don't doubt that at all. And I feel like, you know, when you, I think the pandemic, and this is something else that I that I really truly believe, is that we can complain about the pandemic and mm-hmm. it is bad. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. People, yeah. a lot of, we've lost a lot of people. A lot of people don't, um, aren't employed. There's a lot to be concerned about, but it also has allowed us to slow down and yeah. to actually see those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like if we're moving too fast and we're, we're we're about ourselves and we're about the things that we have mm-hmm. to do every day, we will miss what God wants us to see. And That's I, good. I'm convinced that in this season we need to slow down. Yeah, I mean, I think slowing down is is an intentional decision. Like this year, somebody slammed the brakes on us and we all had to slow down. But it's like a discipline or a practice for us. We call it Sabbath, rest, Mm -hmm. oftentimes in the church, to intentionally slow down. And so I guess one of my questions for you as we kind of begin to wrap up our time is, are there any like practices, traditions, habits, things that you have instituted on a regular basis in your life, like slowing down, 
that have helped you live in this tension. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. for slowing down, like what does that practically look like? Right. Because mm-hmm. we can say that, but yeah. what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, and especially for you as a busy mom <laughs> who's yeah. raising kids and working, working and you know volunteering and doing a bunch of things, <laughs> you know, how does someone like that slow down? Well, you, you rest in a pandemic. Catches <laughs> <laughs> up to that you. That does huh? help, right? Yeah. Um, you work from home. Yeah. You know, you do your reflection, your devotions, your reflections with a little bit more purpose and intention now. Wow. Um, I don't know if there's a certain set time to do them. I, I guess I've always, you know, you hear people say, do them in the morning, do them in the morning. <laughs> I found that that's doesn't have to be the case, yeah. right? It does mean, not work well for non-morning people. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I'm not a morning person. Like, yeah. and I, but I can get up. I mean, I can get up and I can get out. But it's yeah. like, it's tough. So doing those reflections and doing those those devotions um, when I'm able to, or reflecting throughout the day. Um, a gratitude journal. I know Brad had talked about that recently. Yeah. Gratitude mm-hmm. journal. I think that was this morning. I have one and mm-hmm. I it's in my car. And it's I love having it in my car because if I'm sitting and I'm waiting, I can pull it out and mm-hmm. I can write the things that I'm grateful for. So I think gratitude, I think um, devotions. Mm-hmm. And you brought brought little cards of scripture. Why don't you tell us about those? I did. So these these are um, cards that were given to me, and I have them around my house. I have some in my bathroom, some in the kitchen. They're just kind of everywhere. But they're just reminders, and there are times if I'm, you know, going to grab a mug out of the the, um, uh, cabinet, I'll just read this one. It says, And now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple, Take heart and finish the task. Don't be afraid or discouraged, but instead get on with the rebuilding the temple. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work being begin to see the plumb line in your hand. So these were this was just a combination of verses that were put together. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite is in Matthew. It's it's the one that we're all familiar with. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry about food, what to eat and drink. Don't worry whether God will provide it for you. These things dominate the thoughts of most people, but your Father already knows your needs. He will give you all you need from day to day if you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What an easy but beautiful little habit. <laughs> Just to have those in your house and yeah. before your eyes all the time. Yeah. They're they're I, I love them. I've had them I can't even you guys probably don't even want to know how long I've had these. They, they, they were written like, on a typewriter. Yes. <laughs> they were not written on a typewriter. That is <laughs> a typewriter. But they definitely have been well loved. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, and and it is it is easy to Google a verse on anxiety and worry, have it pop up and read it and then go, Yeah, that didn't work. That's different than what you're doing. Yeah, you are, are carrying these with you. Yeah, these are daily reminders. Right. Daily there, and there's like I said, and there's more. I just these yeah. are the ones I, I grabbed. Um, That's right. No, but it's important that that idea, like, no, you hold on to these. Mm-hmm. They don't just Google and disappear. These are things that you hold on to. You wrestle with. You read over. You pray over. Mm-hmm. You you don't let go. No. 
And I think an encouragement for anyone listening to this in the year is that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good advice. God, God knows he sees you. He cares. Yeah. Um, and he, he wants, he wants us to come to him. So I think in this season, you got to go to him. That's good. That's good. All right. All right. That seems like a good place as any. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I could probably sit here and ask you a thousand more questions <laughs> That's about a true. thousand more topics. And I think people would be interested. I would be interested. I think we would have fun. But for the sake of the podcast, we're going to yes. wrap this thing up. All right. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're we so love having have you. you. Yeah. It's fun. We'll have to have you back again. You will be back. <laughs> you <laughs> will be anywhere. back. Not even an option. <laughs> All right, Ashley, sign us off. All right. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, you should go ahead and subscribe to the B4 Church podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube if you're real fancy. Um, we drop an episode every Tuesday, and on Thursday, we drop our weekly liturgy. So you'll get both of those if you subscribe. Um, if you were encouraged by today's episode, go ahead and leave us a comment or you can like or rate us on whatever service you're on. That actually helps other people find us. So that's really nice. And two, if you listen today and you have somebody in your life that could have heard that you think needs to have heard the message and what we talked about today, feel free to share that with them. I, that's just an awesome way to kind of what we were saying. Be be the friend you wish you had. Yeah. Passed <laughs> on the podcast that you wish you would have had. Um, until then, we will see you next time. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.